the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So the coming of Jesus divides people into one of two categories, the saved and the condemned. His coming gives people the opportunity for salvation and challenges them to make a decision. And to refuse his invitation is to call down judgment on oneself. Pastor Leighton Sheely is continuing in the book of John here on Study Verse by Verse. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us today. On this Thursday broadcast, we are going to continue in the third chapter of John. I hope you can follow along if you have your Bible handy. If you've missed any of the messages in this lengthy series, you'll find them on our website at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. This is an outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And now picking up where we left off yesterday, here's Pastor Layton. Paul wrote to the Christians in Rome, While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. John wrote in his first epistle, In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. We love because he first loved us. And such a love is so incredible. It's so so vast. It's so wonderful. It's so incomprehensible that John can't find an adequate adjective to describe it. And he writes, For God so, so, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Now, the Scriptures do not teach us something called universal salvation. Some people think that because God loves everybody, which is what the Bible teaches, then everybody's going to be saved. That's not what the Bible teaches. That's not what this verse teaches. For God so loved the world, that's everybody, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So the gift of salvation is only available for those who receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. The gospel is so broad that it can involve the vilest sinner. But it will also, so, it's so narrow, it will exclude someone who rejects Jesus Christ. But to those who receive Jesus Christ, we have this promise from Jesus Christ, the one who comes to me, I will certainly not cast out. God truly, truly loves people. Verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light 
and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Verse 16 focuses on the love of God, and now we're all of a sudden seemingly confronted with judgment and condemnation and conviction. He says, God did not send his son into the world in order to judge it. But a few chapters later in chapter 9, Jesus said that he did come into the world for judgment. Now, this seems to be a paradox. Well, the the resolution of the paradox demands that we understand that salvation necessarily implies judgment. If we're going to be saved, we need to be saved from something. And the something that we are saved from is judgment. Jesus came to bring salvation, and the very fact that he did so implies that there'll be judgment for those who do not receive him. Now, verse 19 describes how this process works. It says that people choose the darkness, and their condemnation is the result of that. They shut themselves into their darkness. They cut themselves off from the light. Why? Because their deeds are evil, and they have no wish to be disturbed. They want to continue in their evil deeds. So they reject the light when it comes to them, and thereby they condemn themselves. But the one who practices the truth willingly comes to the light so that his deeds might be manifested as having been wrought by God. Paul reminded the Ephesians, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works for which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So the coming of Jesus divides people into one of two categories, the saved and the condemned. And this verse is of the utmost importance for our understanding the paradox that Jesus came both to judge and to not judge. His coming gives people the opportunity for salvation and challenges them to make a decision. And to refuse his invitation is to call down judgment on oneself. William Barclay, the great scholar, told a story of a visitor who was being shown around an art museum by one of the attendants. We don't know which art museum. It could have been the Louvre. But in that gallery were masterpieces from many centuries of genius, of exquisite beauty and exceptional value. And at the end of the tour, the visitor said, well, I don't think much of your old pictures. The attendant answered quietly, sir, I would remind you that these pictures are no longer on trial but those who look at them are. All that man's statement did was reveal his own blindness, foolishness, and ignorance. And so it is also with regards to Jesus. Jesus is not on trial. And when a man is confronted with Jesus, 
if his soul responds to the beauty and the wonder and, and the glory, then he's on his way to salvation. But if he sees nothing lovely, nothing beautiful, then he stands condemned. His reaction has condemned him. God sent Jesus in love. He sent Jesus for mankind's salvation. But that which God intended for our benefit has now become a condemnation. The man has condemned himself. God so loved the world. You know, Jesus came into this world not to come down on people, but to reach out to people, not to point his finger at the world, but to embrace the world and draw it to himself. There's an old legend of a traveler who was attempting to circle the globe, and one day he found himself trapped in quicksand. And as he slowly sank, Confucius came by and said, Confucius say, it is evident man should avoid such situations. And he went on his way. Muhammad came by and said, Alas, it is the will of Allah. And he went on his way. Buddha came by and said, Hmm, let this man's dilemma be an illustration for many. And he went on his way. Krishna came by and said, Better luck next time. And he went on his way. Jesus Christ came by, reached out his, to the man and pulled him out of the quicksand. Only in Christianity does God reach down from heaven and pull us out of the quicksand of sin. God's purpose in sending his son was to save us. Now, oftentimes we give homework. If you choose to accept it, we don't require you to turn anything or grade it, but sometimes it's good to ponder the truths of the verse that we've looked at. And, and today we've been looking at John 3.16. So I'd like to suggest something to you. There's some key words in, in John 3.16, words like God, loved, world, gave. Whosoever believeth, perish, and have life. And what I'd suggest is you memorize that scripture, and every day you focus upon and meditate upon one of those words. On the first day, for God. So love the world. Focus on God. And then focus on the word loved. Perhaps look up the definition that the Bible provides us in 1 Corinthians 13. Gave that which was most Precious to him. Whosoever believeth and so forth. Each day, at the end of a number of days, it will probably transform the way that uh, you have your relationship, you acknowledge your relationship with God. God so loved the world. That's you. Now, I know when I just said that, your minds probably did something like, oh, the pastor is speaking plural. He's speaking to the congregation. He's speaking in general. It doesn't apply to me. Or it you know, applies to the neighbor, the one in front of me or the one behind me or the one beside me, but it doesn't apply to me. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, Mike, God loves you. Jeff, God loves you. Ray, God loves you. 
Now, if I knew everybody's name, we'd be here a long time. So if you do me the favor of putting your name and saying, God loves you. Leighton, God loves you. God loves you. That's you. Now let me ask this question. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Question. Is that you? You're listening to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely, and we'll pick up right here when we come back tomorrow for the Friday edition of our broadcast. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to know more about Church of the Highlands, where Pastor Leighton is senior minister, just go to the website highlands.us. All services are still online, but you'll want to check in on a regular basis because things do change rather quickly. That's highlands.us. And please remember, we are sponsored in part by those of you who listen and are blessed by this teaching. You can join with us and give safely when you go to that website again, highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Have a blessed rest of your day and come back tomorrow for more from Pastor Leighton Sheely in the book of John as we study verse by verse. This broadcast is sponsored by Church of the Highlands in San Bruno.